G'day sports fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Happy NBA Eve, JLo and I are here to break down a lot of important shit as a new season of basketball is only a couple of hours away. By the time you're listening to this, it's highly likely that Hoops is back and JLo and I are pretty pumped and excited. So we decided that there's no better time to sit down, talk through a lot of big storylines. We kind of made some bold predictions along the way, some bolder than others. Uh, a couple of JLo's hot takes uh, did not fail to deliver. We recapped a bit of fantasy stuff as well. Had our NBA fantasy draft last night. So talked through our teams a bit. Same with NFL fantasy. Uh, JLo and I went head-to-head this week, so I won't uh, give away the result in the intro. But after that, we did award predictions, went through all the important ones, and then capped it off once again with a ping and route much more, this time where we looked at the blokes who we believe are going to be first-time NBA All-Stars. So this is a big one, bumper podcast to celebrate the NBA back. So let's not waste any more time. Basketball is fucking back. So uh, we continue to throw around the podcast schedule, uh, sitting down on Tuesday evening now. How are you feeling? Uh, just over 24 hours after our NBA fantasy draft, mate. Yeah, mate. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I feel like it's uh, it was a good draft for me. I was looking back on it and I feel like uh, I feel like my top talent was probably the best in the draft. I'm very okay. happy with it. Couple of, couple of, you know, Paul George was my second pick. He burnt me last year. I'm just hoping he can get me. If he gets me 60 plus games, I feel good. But um, yeah, Surely happy, he took Joel 60. Embiid pick four. Oh, he didn't last year yeah. or the year before. So yeah, That's Joel funny. Embiid last year. That was, uh, oh, sorry, Joel Embiid with pick four, my first pick. Happy with that. Um, I was actually looking at it. He played one more game than Giannis did last year. Did he really? Year. I would have lost money on that. And eh? it, I was I was looking at their stats. I was like, they're the same. Mm. In fact, maybe Joel was better. Like, except a little bit lower on field goal percentage. But yeah, I think Joel maybe was a little bit overlooked in a few drafts. And I think think getting him pick four, uh, there's no there was no other way to go. So I feel good. Who was your first pick again, Bryzo? I got Tatum first up. I agree with you. I reckon after the four, after you go your Jokic, Giannis, Luca, and Bede, there's a bit of a gap or a bit of a drop off. Uh, yeah. I kind of wanted to get a second pick quick on the swing because I got to mm. have the third choice of where I drafted. So I could have gone first and got Jokic, but as I had him a couple of years ago, let's like try and go middle of the range. So I was able to nab Devin Booker with my second pick. So very That's similar vibes. I was very happy with the first two. And then, you know, took a couple of flyers here and there. I actually don't have any Cavs on my team, which I'm a little bit upset about. But mm. there's a couple yeah, of boys on here that, yeah, there's a couple. I might might be able to finagle some trades. You never know. Yep. But That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm uh, probably over or reached a bit on uh, Julius Randle. Drafted him a bit early. But I wanted to get him just for his assists out of the power forward spot and then got Rudy Gobert in the middle as well. So I got some got some dudes. Got some dudes. So I went in with a tactic. Oh. And talk uh, us through it. Well, I went in with a tactic and I did not follow through on that yeah, tactic. Actually, um, as you before you it, tell me what yours was, I had a very similar 
draft, I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. And then when Booker slipped to that second pick, I was like, right, no, I'm taking him. Yeah. And it just threw everything else out of whack. Yeah, I I would have taken Zabonis with my second pick. Mm, I like that. Um, so my tactic was, all right, I'm going to pick like elite, elite big men. I'm going to try and have four to five elite big men. Mm. But the caveat was I wanted to have those big men that were all shooting 50% or above or very close to it. Joel would maybe be the slight uh, deviation on that yep. and it would be just under. And they all had to be sort of 76 or above free throw shooters. Efficient big men. And, yeah. and the, the, the logic behind it was I was like, well, actually, you, you can't tell someone their scoring might go down their production might go down. But one thing you can guarantee is you can take from one year to the next is field goal and free throws. Mm, fair. So I, my thoughts were, if I go good big men, I'm going to win rebounding. I'm going to win uh, field goals. I'm going to win free throws. If I pick good free throw shooters, I'm probably going to win turnovers because they're not going to turn the ball over as much as a Trey Young or you know, ball heavy guys. For and context, we do uh, category leagues. So what's that? Yes. Nine categories we've got, and you've listed mm. four or five of them. That you'd be pretty. You're right. If you if your three first won. picks were yeah, big dudes, that's it. And you'd win blocks too. Yeah. So you you punt. I was going to punt free. Uh, I was going to punt assists. I was going to punt. What are the other ones? Threes, uh, maybe. Maybe points, and threes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah, it's threes. Yeah, points, assists threes for those five that I knew I'd win every week. And mm. I figured that would get me. It didn't go. I didn't go through <laughs> with it, but. Um, so what you're telling I me did... is this fantastic uh, theory of yours. Didn't actually come to fruition. <laughs> well, but what I did with these guys was I was like, well, look, every single one of my players, you know, I think I've got it right here. Every one of my players, ex oh, I'm looking at bloody Kyle Merritt's team. Uh, <laughs> every one of my players, except for like, maybe like Jalen Smith, phenomenal free throw shooters. So oh, I actually still kept that. I picked the guards that were pretty efficient, um, just generally from the field. So I actually feel like I still carried it out, but I did end up getting like Clay Thompson. And that's what I was going to do after getting the big, the good big men was take those role, like Clay Thompson and Seth Curry to get my threes. Uh, yeah, this yeah. guy and this guy. But actually, it turned out all right. I think I'll, I'll do really well in steals all of a sudden. Bit worried about the turnovers, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with how it all went. How are you feeling with your overall team? Overall, pretty happy. Points. I um I went a bit, like I said early on, Julius Randall, and very similar. I was yeah. like, right in my first half of my draft, I want my three centers because the big man stocks dry up pretty quickly. Even though I got Rudy Gobert, I had him last year as well. So I'm like, okay, blocks and rebounds should be pretty good. But the way the draft kind of fell to me, I ended up having a pick on Franz Wagner a bit earlier. And then I went Wendell Carter, yeah. who could be good as well. But then I drafted right. Jaron Jackson Jr. I want to say it was like my ninth round pick or eighth pick. Yeah, it was so on paper, I was looking at it. I'm like, oh yeah, I got another center there. And then I kind of got to the second last pick and I was like, oh no, shit. Triple J's out for a chunk of time and I didn't really address it. Mm. So I'm probably, probably one big man short. And I think this, I got 
De'Aaron Fox and Alex Caruso as my point guards, but I'm like, neither of them are probably going to dominate um, assists. So I might just punt assists this year because I've got like, you know, Tatum and Booker will get five a game, let's call it. Randall, hopefully close to that. But other than that, I'm like, Kelly Ebre is not passing a lot. Lou Dort's not passing a lot. So, no. I think I'll the other thing shit I... points in, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of things I would have done a little differently, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy. The the tactic I pivoted to was instead of going bigs, I knew that there's not many good small forwards, so I took mm. Paul George first, then I took Jimmy Butler third, then Zach Levine fourth, and so from there I was kind of like, you know what, actually I'm gonna have a uh, what's the word? I'm gonna dominate the small forwards and make other people kind of like stretch for their their starting small forwards and the yeah. guys that they're moving in and out. And that, I was just looking at yours. Who do you end up with? Lou Dort and... Well, no, that's kind of why I drafted Tatum first because I thought exactly the same thing. Tatum I was going to take or... him or Kevin Durant, but then I got Franz Wagner as well. So I'm like, he should have yep. a good year with the Magic. So I've got that small forward kind of uh, covered. And then I got a couple of other depth pizzas. Uh, we've kind of... Buried the lead here. I know we're doing a lot of NBA fantasy talk because uh, literally, yeah, last night we had our draft. Uh, any parting thoughts? Because uh, I think the Sportsby fans will want to pivot and find out what happened when we went head-to-head in an NFL realm. No, I just think um, I think I just did really well. I'm really happy with how it went. I, I do think looking through, you and I probably, I feel, have probably the strongest two teams. Blake's no, always got a good honest. team. I looked like deep. I think he's yeah. got a couple of solids, but then yeah, you never know, right? You never know. Um, yeah, well, we get don't. to we get to match up against each other straight off the bat. I've got the first oh. like couple of days they suck because I've got Tatum playing tomorrow, then no one else. Then I've got like everyone playing the day after, and then I've got no one again. So it's going to be one of those mm. couple of weeks until uh, things even out. But we'll have to report back next week with the. Uh, result of our head-to-head but the result of the nfl fantasy head-to-head uh did not Oof. go your boy's way you beat me by 10 points uh i'm actually not panicking though i'm okay i think yeah i could have got more out of good old jeff wilson he had uh half a point for me which was great yeah could have got more from clyde edwards hilaire i got 3.3 from him so i had my Second best wide receiver and second best running back on the bye. So I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Quarterback continues to be an issue. I've, I plugged in Kirk Cousins instead yeah. of Russ, which netted me a few extra points. But Cousins on the bye this week, so I don't know what I'm going to do. How about the uh, Al Shotter Jeffrey boys? You were 0-3 to start the year, right? I was, and I'm 3-3 now. So that's right. And I honestly, I am rolling. Pulled off the trade, um, which you were okay with because uh, – Pulled off a trade for Josh Jacobs, um, mm-hmm. which meant you didn't have him because he was on the buy. But um, what that's netted me is uh, I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey, number four running back, Leonard Fournette, number five running back, and Josh Jacobs, number seven running back with yeah, his nice. buy under his belt. So that's he huge. comes into the flex. I've got Keenan Allen hopefully coming back from a soft tissue this week. So honestly, um, my team is mean now after that trade so feeling very good um my defense is on the buy this week eagles defense not that they've done very well for me but um hopefully picking up 
hopefully the Cowboys defense if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty solid like unit. Just gonna... Yeah, I think they're ranked third. So mm. yeah, I th- I keep on rolling. I feel like I'm going to, I don't think I'm losing this week. That's what I'll tell you. I I have the same optimism because while I get to welcome a couple of boys back from the buy, I also welcome back DeAndre Hopkins, who I drafted and stashed on my bench. He was suspended for the first six games of the year. So I'm up at about the D-Hop's back. He'll go probably straight into the flex to start this week. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping he has, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown, but I'm not going to get too greedy, although that's that'll probably be like 17 points. So I'll take it. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah, I feel good. Feel I'm glad I got the win over you. It doesn't happen often. It hasn't happened for a few years. When I started, started with a bang and then... You did. Yeah, I've tailed off the last few years. Injuries, injuries. That's NFL for you. So Well, I've uh, I've finished twice in the last three-ish years, maybe four, and once of them was to you. So once of them, one of them was to you. So yeah, yeah not ideal. Um, all right, enough fantasy buzz. Like I said uh, at the lead-off, we've got basketball coming back into our lives tomorrow. So what better time to do some award predictions a little bit of bold predictions as well and i'll be honest we'll probably just bounce around and talk about all sorts of relevant shit so uh, i've got about five boldish predictions some much hotter than the others and then got me awards picks and i reckon before we do the mount rushmore we give uh give the sportsby fans a bit of a calves and nuggets preview for the season too okay lucky them yeah all righty uh i'll go first steve can we the calves i think my first bold prediction is that Darius Garland will lead the NBA in assists this year. Playing alongside Donnie Mitchell, we'll see him probably give up a couple of shots a game. But I think that the young core that they've got has them poised for shitload of success into the future. And Darius Garland's probably, maybe it's the Cavs bias, but I reckon he's like the next pure elite true point guard. You can probably put Tyrese Halliburton in this bucket as well. That's a bold pick is that Darius goes out there, plays alongside Donnie Mitchell, hooks up a lot on alley-oops with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. A couple of kickouts to Kevin Love here and there. He leads the league in dimes. I uh, tell you what, mate, I do not hate it. Um, I, In fact, I wouldn't, I would almost say it's not that bold. Okay. I, I cause I, maybe that's just cause I totally agree with it and also think that will happen. But, um, yeah, so he's got to get over Trey Young, got to get over Halliburton, got to beat Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe put James Harden in the mix. He yeah, might get you a lot of yeah, assists. Yeah, with James Harden every year. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's stiff competition there, but I I agree. I think he's going to have. Will he have the ball in his hands enough with Donnie Mitchell at well, his that's, side? That's or why I thought it was a bit of a uh, bolder pick because you're right. Like that, Donovan Mitchell is a dominant player, like in the guards, in the regards of just choose up possessions and has a high usage rate. So I can see, hopefully, him just catch, getting a lot of catch and shoot opportunities off Darius. But yeah, there'll be plenty of isolation with uh, Donovan Mitchell as well. Great time to be a Cavalier, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I must admit, I haven't come up with my bold predictions. I'm just sort of, having a think now so maybe you go oh well i'll second one up and then, this is uh, uh this is why i'm the host in fact of the show, why don't you roll I'm... through yours so right. i don't cut into some of yours yeah there we go sure okay uh this one maybe not bold but this has to be worded right but ben simmons will play the fewest games 
of his career this season. And what I mean by that, like he's had two seasons where he's completely sat out. And then the yep. four seasons he's played, the fewest number of games he's played was 58. So I have a hunch that while everything looks okay now and the, you know, the viral highlights are out there of the three of them getting along. I don't think that this Ben Simmons thing in Brooklyn is going to end perfectly. I reckon that there's just going to okay. be a bit of shit. Kyrie's going to keep being himself and causing distractions off the court. Ben, I don't know what he's going to be like when he returns to the court. He still will probably be his usual self. But like I said, he's played over 57 games in all of the seasons that he didn't sit out the entire fucking year. But I reckon he'll set mm. a career low for games played, if that makes sense. Honestly, it just seems like three blokes you wouldn't want to spend a weekend away with, eh? Genuinely. Like, any combination of them. I mean, like, this isn't a knock on how great Kevin Durant is as, like, arguably the best scorer the game's ever seen. And Kyrie's done some good things on the court, and Ben Simmons is a fantastic, versatile player. But as crew, they just seem like dudes that you wouldn't want to spend a weekend with, or blokes that yeah. wouldn't get along or you wouldn't want to be teammates with. So... I reckon that they're going to keep button heads as the year goes on. And then eventually Simmons will be sitting for back tightness or some bullshit. Yeah. I could see a lot of those um, DMPs player decisions kind mm. of thing, you know, because he's, oh, he's, he's just a bit in, you know, he's a bit injured, you know, he's fucking sore. So yeah, no, I could. That's exactly how that he'd happen. say it too as an Aussie. He'd be like, yeah, no, I can't go, Steve. I'm just fucking sore, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck them all. Honestly. Yeah, I've had I don't know. I've, Brooklyn. I've had enough of them. I've had enough. And of that's them. I just think from a and like pivot a little bit. They've got the on paper talent to go really fucking far, but you got to like take it with a bit of a grain of salt. But Kevin Durant looked like really bad in the playoffs last year. Like Boston mm. whooped him. Kyrie has had multiple like moments where he's just kind of gone off campus and done his own had his own agenda. So I wouldn't be shocked if. Like I said, those three personalities kept clashing. And it, you know, maybe Steve Nash even loses his job because they're like, nah, that's what'll fix it as a new voice or a new coach. Let's get in, I don't know, yeah. fucking Mark Jackson, something random like that. But yeah. I just think that yeah. that nucleus isn't going to work. So, no, I'm right there with you, mate. I like that one. Um, the Charlotte Hornets will have one of the three worst records in the entire league. Wow. Wow, that's uh yeah, I could see that. You don't think the Mellows just automatically gets them to a, a, enough wins? I are think they gonna he go gets... for are they gonna go for it? Well, I think that he will not miss much time. He'll probably come back and do his thing, be in all star contention, but I just don't love any of the pieces outside of Lamello. Like if I was starting a franchise today and uh, I got to pick, they're like, righto, you can have as many players as you want from the Charlotte Hornets. Like, that's your first cab off the rank. And Lamelo's untouchable. I don't think I'd take any of them. Like, Terry Rozier, he's a scorer, Good but player. he's like, what, probably 30-ish? Or he's getting to that point. Anyway, the back half of his career, yeah, let's close. call it. Twenty-nine. Gordon Hayward's always injured. PJ Washington hasn't looked great for his whole career. And then you've just got a lot of other, like, muck. they got Dennis Smith Jr., that's apparently where he signed. Kelly Oubre. James Booknight yeah. apparently got booked for DD again the other day. So like, there's just nothing on that roster that no. inspires me outside of their point guard who's currently injured. So, you know, if you yeah. look at it, the rest of the league, I think the Jazz, the Pacers and the Spurs are probably, and you could maybe group the Rockets in, but I think they've got a bit more talent. They're probably the odds on 
trio to be the shittest this year. But I think that Charlotte will get to the point where they're like, you know what? Let's just fucking shut down LaMelo. Let's trade away Terry. Let's like really, bl- or not blow it up, but let's really go in the tank for this season. Mm. Yep. I don't mind that. Uh, useless sports by Fry stat as we're talking briefly about the San Antonio Spurs. I saw something about Greg Popovich today. Okay. He's going into his 27th season as Spurs coach. Every other, this is the stat, but I got another little nugget. This uh, came across the timeline. (laughs) Every other NBA team has had at least three different coaches in that time. Which, you know, is not super surprising, but how many coaching changes and not like, you know, hirings because there would have been some interims and some dudes filling in, but how many other coaches do you reckon have coached a game since pop started for the other franchises oh, in 26 years? Yeah. Well, every team. So it's at least 90. Yep. But Good math. I would say. Oh, 160. 294. Wow. Well, so, yeah. does that include interim coaches? Yeah. And like some other, you know, okay. I'm sure Luke Walton's on that list for the little stint he had with the Warriors when Kerr was out. But considering the fact that the bloke's been hired and there's been 294 coaching changes around him while mm-hmm. he's kept his same job for nearly three decades, wow. huge. Do you reckon this is the last year he coaches the Spurs? I just think he's going to go, keep going. And I feel could, like he literally can't. I, I kind of think so. Like you wouldn't, there's no better bloke to go through a, a rebuild than True. the greatest coach to ever live. Maybe in any sport. Um, he, he, he likes San Antonio that you can't say the same thing about a lot of people. Um, and I think that the family stuff he's had go on kind of might just, you know, not having not it sounds wrong but like just well i might as well just keep going now yeah like I, I know what you yeah, mean yeah it's a bit, yeah, a bit depressing but well while yeah. he's got the opportunity and it's his passion and his love he's like yeah well i may as well fucking keep coaching here and just continue to set records and just put that much distance between me and the rest of the field you know yeah yeah i, I think so um yeah. all righty this one this one's a bit random but okay I'm going to predict by season's end, Kyle Lowry will be coming off the bench for Miami. Okay, who will be starting the point guard then? Tyler Hero. Because I reckon that his like instant okay. offense is more of an asset than a 37-year-old Kyle Lowry. He'll be 37 by the time the season's done anyway. He's had his sure. issues with personal things. He played really average after dealing with injury woes as well in the back half of last season. But at mm-hmm. 37, I kind of, the idea of it came from when people were talking about Westbrook coming off the bench. And I was like, you know what? Kyle Lowry yeah. could just like carve up second units and like maybe still play closing minutes. But I think that Tyler Hero could just come in there and be the heat check guy that starts team off hot. If you really want to, you can go Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero all in the same like rotation, put Jimmy to the three. Well, I think, I think Tyler Hero will start. I think he's still like one of the favored dudes to win six man of the year. Like, I don't know if he's been starting in the preseason. I think he has. I think Uh, he has. I think Max Struess or, you know, whichever 
that whichever one of their designated shooters that they usually will put out there with the starting lineup, Dunk Robinson. Mm. I think Hero's been starting. I I thought I saw I definitely saw it a few times, but you never know preseason because Jimmy might have been sitting or something. Yeah, and I don't know if old mate actually played much in the preseason. Lowry, Jimmy, um, oh Lowry, no, Kyle oh, Lowry. Yeah, I couldn't tell you on that one. Well, there Tyler Hero only played two games in the preseason and. Doesn't tell me whether he started them or not. But yeah, I think regardless for them to, what's the word? To live up to potential and for like the best thing for their team. I was like, let's bring the hell old bloody, uh, not backup point guard, but aging point guard off the bench so that he can be like a real good facilitator. And like I said, carve up second units and maybe still closes some lineups. But yeah, I think that that, that'll happen by the end of the year. Okay. I, I that's I would say that's pretty good one. I don't mind yeah. that. Um, so I like I said, the idea came from Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for the Lakers. Double ended question for you: A, do you reckon he'll embrace that role and it'll work? And B, which team does Russ end the season playing for? Because this is a fucking hard question. Uh, I don't think he would accept that at all. Agree. Um, not even close. Uh, and who does he end up playing for? Who's got the cap space? I honestly well, couldn't even tell you. There's like plenty of trade rumors around Buddy Heald and Miles Turner or some of them getting the flick and Russ going to Indiana, whether they then buy him out because they're backcourt for oh, the futures. Yeah. They'll probably want to get minutes into. Hmm. I mean, could he go back to Houston? They probably want to lose a bit. I'm just trying to think like what's a draw card for a team to bring him in? Like, does he sign with Charlotte Phoenix? <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah, I did. I did think about them, but ha- kind of harboring back to what I was saying before. I don't know if they'll want like that type of character, chewing up lots of stats and trying to dominate, and maybe eke out a few more wins. I think they're going to like try and go put their season in the toilet. Yeah, because I honestly okay. like I was I was having the same thought exercise solo, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know who Russ will end the season on because I don't think it's going to be the Lakers. No, I'd be surprised. I was considering making one of my bold predictions, the Lakers figure it out and finish top two in the West, which if AD plays a full season, if that LeBron would be bold. is just, you know, if LeBron was 25, seven and seven, which he's very mm-hmm. capable of, of doing even at 38 or whatever the fuck he is, 39, 40. <laughs> and if Russ can just contribute and like maybe do what we said, we've said for probably a few years in a row now, what he did in Houston for that little window when he was attacking the rim and not doing crazy stuff. That's, that's a lot of talent. That's a lot of talent on one team. So uh, it, it could all work out, but I, I would be, uh, if you was a betting man, mm. I would be putting money on Russell Westbrook to be on just an irrelevant team by the end of the year. Here's one for you. Uh, actually, yep. nah, the salaries won't work. I was going to say, what if they just made a play at him in Chicago if Lonzo Ball misses the whole year? But for that to happen, they'd have to get rid of Levine, DeRozan, or Vucevic, and I can't see that happen. Nah, that definitely wouldn't happen. Yeah, the huge salary makes it like nearly impossible to forecast a fucking deal like yeah definitely 
definitely. Although does. I think okay. that take or that half take you had, I don't think that there's it's crazy because whenever Anthony Davis and LeBron play together, they win games, right? So I think it really you could argue that like there's no bloke who has more to lose this season than Anthony Davis. Like if he has a great season and they kind of piece it all together and they crack let's call it the top eight. And like, even if they're still in the playing game, but they're one of the top couple with a few chances, I reckon they're like, that'll do huge things for his reputation. Could even like boost his confidence and see him like become a, not an MVP threat, but like recapture the throne as a top 10 player in the league. So I'm very yeah. intrigued to see what they do. Yep. It's a good one. I don't know if that was a bold prediction. It's kind of just a, what the hell was happening here, but yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, just feeding off, uh, you're, you mentioning the Lakers. Um, all right. What have I got left? Bold prediction wise. Mm, I started to work on Phoenix won't be a home court team, meaning they'll finish out of the top four in the West. But I think you and I agree wow. with that. And that's, it seems like that's a, what's the word? Not a sexy thing to say, but like a lot of people are like, yeah, no, of course Phoenix is going to slide. Like everyone's predicting it. Mm. Um, okay. Or who's, Who's returnee looking forward to the most out of like some of the big names that missed? So if I was to give you a list of Jamal Kawhi, Murray. Dame, Jamal call it Murray Zion, MPJ. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Nuggets because nah, I got Benny Zion. Simmons here as well. Zion by a mile. Yeah, the Pels could like, do anything this year if he clicks. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be. I, it's a maybe a bold pre- prediction, um, but if they if they I can see Zion winning MVP. Okay, there you go. There's a bold one. Oh, that's a bold one. That is a bold one. Yep, I like it. Zion MVP, and it it would require them to be a top three seed in the West, which Uh that could happen. Good. Like, they've got their big three is arguably as good as anyone else in the league if Zion is what we think he's going to be. Brandon Ingram's a great player. They've got the complimentary pieces too. Yeah. They do, and they're deep. And Vooch, uh, not Vooch, um, Valanciunas is a good center. Herb Jones is a good perimeter defender. Like, and they've got this unique team. Like, they really could do some stuff. And if they're a top three, and Zion's averaging twenty six and eight on sixty percent shooting, even though he will miss a couple of games, look out. I reckon, like, Zion for MVP. Put some money on it, guys. And you know the one, like you look at this is a deep cut, but you look at the rest of their like depth chart, Dyson Daniels, the bloke that they drafted relatively early, the Aussie prospect. I think he's going to really give him a spark. Jose Alvarado, similarly. And they got Vili Heman Gomez, who won the MVP at Eurobasket and like steered Spain to a chip. So he and Jonas are your backup bigs. Even when Zion misses time, they're probably not losing many rebound battles. So Yeah, I really like like the Pels this year. I like yeah. them. You got any more? Uh, not really. Should we roll into some? Oh, God. Yeah. L- reel yours off and then we'll do some awards. Okay. First one. I've tried to mix it between players and team ones. Mm-hmm. First one, player. Colin Sexton leads the league in scoring. <laughs> that is bold. Are we going for bold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Nah, I'll, I'll cede the floor to you. Keep... No one's like, He's going to be the number one scorer in Utah, whether or not he comes off the bench. Well, in, if he leads the league in scoring, he's going to win six men of the year if he's off the bench. <laughs> but Malik Beasley's, <laughs> Malik Beasley's starting 
the year with an injury. So he, uh-huh. he'll he probably miss a game or two. So he, there's every chance that Colin scores 60 points in his first two games because he's very capable of doing that, let's be honest. Because yeah, wasn't he averaging like 24 or 5 points per game before he did that quad? Oh, let me figure it out. I know that the year before he did the quad, when Darius was still like raw, he was averaging like 24 a game. Yeah, for 60 games, yeah. he averaged 24 in 2020, 2021. I could see him. He's got no one who's going to really like get in his way for scoring. The other starters are pretty trash. Like Mike yeah. Conley's not scoring. Jared Vanderbilt's not scoring. Someone has to score. Larry Markinen might do a bit, but Colin's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And I could see him. I could see him very easily scoring 28 a game that gets you close to the it gets you right in the conversation anyway mm. so there's a bold one for you what do you the only you uh the only way it's i would bold, hose but... some water on that is they've got like a lot of those shoot first combo guards like you know you mentioned beasley's out for a chunk of time they've also got jordan clarkson um i'm sure there's another dude that i'm forgetting but yeah i don't know if like I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, 22 to 24 points per game sounds pretty feasible. So he's only going to add four or five onto that. Um, I mean, look, it would take... Yeah, I don't hate it. Takes, I don't hate it. It's bold. It's bold. It's not like... It's but meant I don't to be bold, though. I don't think it's out of this world. All right. Ready for none the next of this, one? <laughs> none of this airy-fairy. Yeah, Ben Simmons is not going to play much. It's like, yeah, we knew that. Fry, <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks for a bold fucking prediction. Uh, I'm going bold. All right, you ready? Team one. I'm not sure if Atlanta. Atlanta wins the East. <laughs> okay. So they've got Trey Young, they got Jonte Murray. That's one of the best starting backcourts in the league. You could argue it's the best. None mm-hmm. others, unless you're Clay Steph, maybe. Might be the best starting backcourt in the league. They've got like a good sort of, a, I don't know if he's three and D, but he's D, uh, like serviceable small forward and DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. They've got. John Collins, they've got Capella, they've got Onyeka Okongwu. Well done. They've Nailed got that. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I had a few of their other players up. Like they've just got, they've got a deep enough team. They do. Trey Young, yeah. you kind, of, you kind of think, oh, they've got Aaron Holiday. Actually, they got both the Holiday brothers, which they're great bench pieces. Let's mm. let's be honest. I mean, that's oh, Jared Probably... Culver's a good shooter. You probably don't Frank need to Kaminsky. bat much deeper than that, right? Like you probably reeled off nine to ten dudes. When it gets to the pointy bit, yeah. you're only gonna be playing eight of them. And so they've got a deep team. They've got a top, you know, Trey Young's a perennial top five scorer in the league, also a top five assister in the league. DeJounte Murray's a walking triple double. I just think it could come together. It's bold. Again, mm. I'm not I would pick obviously Milwaukee and I'd pick other teams above them, but it could. This happens every year. A team just goes boom. Memphis Grizzlies, we're third in the the West. Boom. Phoenix Suns two years ago. Oh, we're the best team in in yeah, the regular sixty five wins or whatever it was. Yeah. And so someone does it every year. I, I think Atlanta has a really good shot at this. So do the Cavs, but I think Atlanta. I feel like their pairing is going to work really well, really quickly. I think they want to play together. Those two. I think they're like very aware that they each need the ball in their hands, you know, whereas, and hopefully Darius and Donovan Mitchell are the same and, and other players, but 
I think those two will work well together and the complementary pieces are they pack yeah. a punch. So I'm going Atlanta wins the East for a very bold prediction. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think I like that one a bit more than Colin Sexton leading the league in scoring. But if you were to tell me that Colin okay. Sexton averaged like 27 points or something and it wasn't the most, I could maybe get behind it. Yeah, I. the only thing that concerns me, oh, actually, it doesn't even really concern me, but I just like some of the other teams higher than them. But again, it's not a... Well, look, you know, not a, so do yeah, I. It's a, it's a bold prediction. So, But the pieces are all there for them to put it together. I reckon, yeah, I'd almost... No, no, no. I was going to say, I reckon the Cavs have a better chance, but let's, uh, let's just pop the bakes a bit frosty. Let's, let's record two straight seasons above 500, eh? I think I like Atlanta's depth a little better than you guys. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I agree. The top of yours is is probably better, but I just feel like, anyway, it, it might work. It might fit. Anyway, um, let's go on to another player one. So this one mightn't be so bold, but I'm thinking Scotty Barnes leads the Raptors in scoring this year. Mm-hmm. So Pascal yep. Siakam probably averaged 23 a game last year. Yep, I would agree. That's I'm expecting on. a little bit of Pascal down, Scotty goes up. But I reckon Scotty Barnes might just average 20, might average 23 points a game. And then all of us are just like, wow, this guy's on track to like have an all-time career all of a sudden. He sort of sneakily won Rookie of the Year, and you're just like, man, this yeah. guy like really fits in well, and he does the little things well. I think this this year... Fred Van Vliet might take a little step back. Scotty Barnes is just going to go. So I think Jai took him in the second round of our fantasy draft, which was very well, Start bold. of the third. Um, yeah, start of the third he did. Start of the third. Okay, the bastard yeah. took second Darius Garland before me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, uh, yeah, I just think um, Scotty Barnes, I think everyone likes him to have a good year. I think he might have an exceptional year. So I would take that bold prediction and just put my own little spit on it because i don't know if he's that that good of a scorer but if you were to say to me scotty barnes makes it bold yeah true scotty barnes will be the only raptors all-star this year that's one i'm like i could see that coming to fruition not as bold correct but you know me i like to just keep it tight yeah i'm I'm going for bold but yeah i I was i wanted to say 25 points per game but i'll say 23 scotty barnes averages 23 points a game behind Scoring that we didn't know he had. He's gone away. He's gotten the lab this summer. He understands the system better. Nick Nurse calls his number more. Van Fleet calls his number more. And all of a sudden, we're looking at three potential 20-point-per-game scorers, which will lead, but we've said, potentially a Raps big jump up the standings. So, Scotty Barnes, you're the man. And, you know, like, he's not going to have much competition from Ananobi. He's just never... He's never taken the leap. Yeah, We've all been thinking... He missed his window. So, like Scotty Barnes is now the man. Yeah. So Scotty Barnes leads the raps in scoring. Not not my boldest, but it's uh it's still something. It's up there. So. It's up there. So you hit us with another player prediction. You got any other team ones sitting there? Yes, this one sort of speaks to what you were talking about earlier with Mr. Simmons. I'm I'm picking that Brooklyn blow it up before all star. Cool. Okay. They just go, Kyrie, off to the Lakers with you. KD, off to the Suns with you. Ben Simmons, fuck off back to Australia. We'll take <laughs> we'll we'll take Victor Webanyama. Yeah, I okay. reckon they'll blow it up quick. A slow start, they just blow it up. It's going, nah, piss off all you. Let the record show, I don't think Kyrie can be traded until X 
date because he signed a deal in the off season, but KD could and Simmons, I think he's got to wait a year before he's traded as well. So it could happen on the deadline, but I don't know. I lose some form of understanding with a lot of the complex contract situations, but look, we've said why we don't think that Brooklyn's a, I mean, on paper, they're a legitimate title threat, but I just think that that mix is going to cause a lot of shit that might end up uh, with them blowing it up. Bloody oath. And uh, blowing it up probably means one of them goes. Actually, KD That's or a, Kyrie. So that would be if a KD up, goes, Kyrie could follow maybe at the deadline or just before or whenever that, that clause kind of lifts. Um, and Brooklyn just go, what the fuck? What the fuck have we just done? What an absolute waste. <clears throat> Two players who haven't had... played at all. Yeah. That, what was it, like four, maybe longer years ago, they had like D'Angelo Russell, Kenny Atkinson was the coach, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert yeah. was looking good. And I was like, look, this is like a cool up and coming team. And they've just gone, no, nah, mm-hmm. let's just squash that and get all these other stars in. I still think, looking back at that trade that ended up sending James Harden to Brooklyn, Cleveland just like jumped into the four teamer and got Jared Allen. They might go down Huge. as one of the like most savvy trades in Cavs history because they got him for fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll back that in, mate. All right. All right. You I'll got any other on. bold uh, bold predictors? Two more. I've got a player and a team. Uh, I'll go the player one. This might be that bold. And maybe this is a bit of bias. Come- no, I think it's bold still. I'm going to pick, and I, I understand that he's going to miss some games, but I'm going to pick Michael Porter Jr. to league the league in three-pointers made. Okay. I reckon he's going to hit four and a half to five a game. And just absolutely rein it in. He looked great in the preseason. Only Nugget, except for maybe Bruce Brown, not miss a game in the preseason, which I think is important, given what he's coming off. It is actually. Um, yeah, it's not nothing. And he's also, and I guess we'll touch on this in the Nuggets talk, but he's also said, I don't want to talk about the injury, injury anymore. I feel good. I feel great. Like it's been a year and a bit since I played. Like I actually legit, oh, it's been a year. I legitimately feel great. Like, I'm fine. Let's just move on. So I think they'll rest him some games. He's not playing it every game. But I think he leads the league in three-pointers made. And if it's not three-pointers made, it's definitely going to be three-point percentage because he's just a sniper. Yeah. Almost like I've never seen. And I've seen Steph Curry play, but MPJ is something else. So there you go. Don't know what you think about that one, Frosty. Even if he doesn't play the most games to lead the league in total threes. I could see him like having the most makes per game if he's like qualified, Mm. you know what I mean? Like if he plays, I think they have to play two thirds of the year. So it's like 58 games, might be a few more, something sixties, but yeah. Say he plays, I don't know, mid sixties or low sixties. And he's, yeah, I could see that coming to fruition for sure. Yeah. Maybe the most would require probably a fair bit of um, health, but look, you never know. He's got the talent, that's for it's sure. It's bold. Okay, last one. It's probably my boldest one. Here we go. So here we go. What have you been cooking over it's there? Actually, it's actually a team and a player one. Oh. So it's the Wizards finished top four in the East behind a Kyle Kuzma All-Star. Oh, okay. Yeah. I nearly... So, put down something very similar about Kyle Kuzma. I was going to say that he was the leading scorer for the Wizards this year. 
Okay. Well, so you're a bit high on Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to maybe average. Like... <laughs> well, he averaged seven, eight, call it 18 and eight and a half last year. That's pretty good stats. Yeah. I didn't so, expect it from him. That's for sure. So if he, if he goes up to 22, 23 and maintains that reap, that's all-star numbers. I don't care mm. what league we're talking. And obviously this is health permitted, but if Brad Beal and Corzingis can stay on the court, it would be very bold, very unlikely. But if they've got two all-stars and a fringy in Porzingis, do we see the old Porzingis? Do we see OG fucking unicorn oh, I would love come to, back? Like... I would yeah. love to, too. I would love to see something good happen for the Wizards. So yeah, you were made that's fine. my last one. Uh, let's go, Kyle Kuzma. All aboard the train. That's a good one. good luck. Uh, so early in the year last year, I remember writing a piece. It was like the three keys to Washington's early success. And one of them was their like rebounding numbers. So Kuz averaged like career high in rebounds. But I was just looking at his like monthly splits, as you mentioned that. Played 13 games in January. So let's call it all of them. Average yep. 22 and 11 boards. I'm like, you've got to be many blokes in the season that over the course of a month averaged 22 and 11. While shooting probably the bloke who finished over the first field. and second in the MVP, but there mightn't be, oh, and probably third. But other than those, there might yeah. be many more. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, so yeah, anyway, I reckon you could count Coos. them on one and a bit hands, let's call it. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go Coos and let's go the Wizards. Fucking yeah. mix things up in the East. Make it interesting. Well, we're so going to get go. some mix-up this year. Predictions. I reckon uh, there'll be plenty of mix-up this year. Actually, speaking of the Wizards, put down... Those bets on the over and unders that we're talking about. So oh, I yeah. did Washington. Actually, I'll get. It, I'll quote it exactly because I got my computer. I can do that. So I did. Did have a little cheeky splash on a couple of championship contenders that I'll go to soon. But the Wizards over uh, thirty-five and a half wins. I think they'll shit that in. Charlotte under thirty-four yep. and a half. I've already made my case on why okay. I think they're bad. Sacto yep. over thirty-three and a half. And the last one I went was the Denver Nuggets over 51 and a half. Come on. Yeah, I think so. I think it's up on the board. Um, did you, in your awards predictions, pick a, have a finals pick sitting there? I haven't done them yet. So uh, I'm just going to be doing them on the fly. Oh, I love it. Love <laughs> I feel it. Like that'll be easy. Yeah, finals I mean, pick though. Yeah. Let's, yeah, there we go. We talk about the Nuggets. Let's, uh, Let's go the final. Let's go finals and work backwards from my list. Okay, finals winners in two thousand and twenty-three. Oh man, there's, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say the Nuggets are gonna be healthy enough. Yeah, okay. Denver Nuggets. Let's go. I think they could do it. I think, um, you know, the Suns are there in the West. I'm trying to think who else might be there in the West. Mavs no. Grizz, Clippers, no. Dubs. I'm not sold on the clips. Um, mm. Dubs, yeah, the dubs are there. No, I'm going to take the Nuggets. I think they might. The way they played against the Warriors the other night, I know it was preseason, but actually for the three quarters, it was the two teams going on it, trying to win. Yeah, They outplayed them. They outplayed like a... And the Wizards were doing Wizard... Uh, the Warriors were doing Warriors stuff. Like, there was times Richard Jefferson was like, oh, that's why they're the wizard uh, warriors. Like, oh my god, a lot god, of wizards love. It's still stuck on your brain. 
Yeah, both W's. Um, and but then like the Nuggets were just like, yeah, but we're still here, and actually like you can't stop us at this end, and so yeah, I'll take them. It, I would Who love are they to see be a... playing though. That's the that's a big question. Bucks. Jokic, Giannis, let's go, man! Big billing, four straight MVPs. Let's go. I would subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah, so would I, man. Although I would love to see Nuggets, Joel. Oh, that would be huge too. Well, I've got uh, at the moment a Western Conference Finals of Golden State and the Denver Nuggets, and I think the Warriors win. Okay, fair enough. You know what, like. I think that that series, if it that comes to fruition, and let's, you know, you could even cut out the Warriors or Nuggets and put the Clippers in, but I have a hunch that that West Finals will be the best series we see, if that makes sense. And then in the East, yeah. we've got the Sixers getting over the Bucks. They make the finals, which would paint the way for a Golden State-Philadelphia finals. And if that is the case, I think very similar to what we saw this year, Philly might get a little bit of a jump early on, but the Golden State Warriors will win in five or six because six so is saying that James Warriors. Harden. Yep, I'm saying the Warriors, Warriors go back, back to back. back. Yep. Wow. I was talking to it, talking through okay. it with Kizza. The only change that I can really think from their roster is they lost Gary Payton Jr. Uh, Gary Payton second, and then um, Otto Porter. So the Gary Payton one, yeah. solid piece, but they Important bring in piece. Important piece. Start, Bring in James like he, Wiseman. He played over pool. Played over pool in the finals. Yeah, I get that. it. But yeah, I think pool will get a bit better. I think Clay will have a full season. Hopefully Draymond can stay healthy for the whole year. I don't think that the pool and Draymond sit is going to bubble into anything. I feel like it's almost like already over. So I think, yeah, Jimmy Wiseman, if he comes in healthy and they get some help from, let's call it like, DiVincenzo, or I feel like they signed another random wing or two. They just need one of those dudes to give him a 15-minute spurt here or there. But, yeah, dubs go back Even to DiVincenzo, I like like him mm. there. It's a really good pickup. Oh, good spot for him to land, and I think he'll play well. And you're right, Wiseman coming in. I could see them getting better. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. I've already I mentioned this worry about them name just then. Gelling. Yeah. I mean. Go for it. We'll see how we go. I uh, already mentioned this bloke's name. Sixth man of the year winner. I think it's Jordan Poole. I think that he will probably be forced to not start because they have Curry and Clay. But I wouldn't be surprised if Poole was like the second best scorer on Golden State. Clay will still be lethal for three and might be like, you know, a super hyper version of what Duncan Robinson wanted to be. Um, I've got a couple mm-hmm. of other names to float at you. Uh, yep. You're thinking of candidates. Karis LeVert, maybe. I yep. don't know if he can don't score enough. Norman Powell, similarly, because if Kawhi or Paul George miss some time, he may spot start here or there, and he'll score in bunches. And Christian Wood's like one of the favorites right now in Dallas, but I don't think he's going to stay coming off the bench. I think that he'll be so good. Yeah. They're starting JaVale McGee and I think Bertans, well, they did in the preseason, yep. and Wood was coming off the bench. So I think that's just a bit of mind games from Jason Kidd, like by the time we get to let's call it the end of the um year so we roll into the second half or like the last 50 games i reckon wood will be starting okay well what about spencer dinwiddie down in dallas could do i feel like he'll he might start every now and then again as well like 
Who are the other guards? Well, I got you Hardaway. Know, you, can, you can probably start 20 games and still win six men of the year, can't you? Yeah, I think he might start more than that, though. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Could happen. I am going to throw Bones Highland name Bones mm. Highland's name in the in the hat. I, I think I agree with you. I think Jordan Poole was probably, if I had to pick a safe bet, Jordan Poole. Bones He's Highland's going to play uh, 30 minutes a game. He's probably going to score 16 plus a game. He's about a five assists per game guy. Hits threes. He's visible. Slam is all over him right now. So he's pu- they're pumping his name out to the universe. He's got a great story. He's like one of the most likable characters in the league. I think, like we sort of say with MVP, narrative matters. And mm. Bones Highland winning six man of the year in his second year, getting of getting those Murray minutes when Murray's not there, he's going to be unabated in that backup role. So I could see Bones Highland winning it. But I, the the one guy I'm going to put up to Jordan Poole, we've already talked about him, Colin Sexton. I think he's going to have a massive yeah. year. If he if he doesn't start, obviously if Malik Beasley starts over him, Goes that's the same. big thing. But if, if Sexton, yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about six man, so he literally has to go without saying. If Sexton plays off the bench, I think he'll, I think he, I, I'd, if they say, if you said today, Jake, Colin Sexton, Jordan Poole, both going over the bench, same amount of minutes, I'd pick Sexton. So, yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. I think similarly so with uh, old mate Christian Wood, he'll probably be starting as soon as Mike Conley's out the door because I can't see Mike Conley staying in fucking Utah for the whole year. That would just be torture for yeah. the poor man. Poor man. Um, all righty. <laughs> Let's do defensive player of the year next. Uh, So, I mean, let's, and let's do this one quick because when it gets to this point, we always just pick one of maybe four or five bigs and it usually goes to one of those four or five bigs. So I looked at Bam. I think he's the favorite. Um, But I decided to go with Anthony Davis because like I've said, when we talked a little bit about the Lakers, if he pieces it together and he has a great season, I think he could really be like a linchpin for their success. And if, He's on the court and they're succeeding. Probably going to get some defensive player of the year votes. So I'm going to go AD. I think you probably want to go a team who's going to be a top five defense. Don't know if the Lakers are going to be that. So I'm going to move away. I don't mind the BAM pick. I would actually throw a bit of... uh... I'm going for a guard. I I feel like we've... Marcus Smart might have opened the floodgates a little bit, so to speak. Going for a guard, Mikhail Bridges, I think, is oh, the yeah. guy I would He pick. was the one I considered, um, Damon. And I think he was second in it last year. Correct me if Probably. I'm wrong. I think he was second. He was second in the voting. So people obviously like him, want to vote for him. I think Phoenix will be good again. And the other bloke I might pick, and this is contingent on games played, Paul George is a sniff. He's a, he's a genuine chance to lead the league in steals. Yeah. He'll be playing on a pretty good team who we think is going to have a great perimeter defense. Does Kawhi steal some off him? Maybe. But Paul George, just a, a sneaky chance. Um, and that'd be awesome. Or could Kawhi like... get it? I'd love wow. if Claw got it. Yeah, that would be cool. I feel like Paul George like led the league in steals one year or something, didn't he? Maybe. That I reckon he, he would have. I think he led the league in steals per game last year if he qualified. He didn't, gotcha. but... 
Like he, I think he averaged like two and a half, two point two last year. Yeah, Paul yeah, George right. is a steelsman. Yeah, steelsman. So, what good use of steel? Yeah. Uh, you were right. Mikhail Bridges was second. Uh, a couple of other characters mm. in the mix, slightly big men's we've mentioned. Uh, coach of the year. So I, Oof. I'm looking west with this one because I think the top of the east will okay. be very murky. Uh, I don't think if the Bucks win the number one seed or the Heat win it that either of their coaches t- kind of get it. Similar maybe with the Sixers. But I'm thinking this is the year that the Denver Nuggets put it all together and win the one seed. Ooh. And you know what? I'm I'm very, well, not very worried, but I'm worried about MPJ's health only because ever since, even before he got in the league, everyone is, been up in the, wa- up in the air. But I feel like even if they just got Jamal Murray back on that team, I'm like, you can't tell me that that's not going to make them like, call it six or seven wins better. And even if that doesn't, the complementary pieces that the Nuggets have around Jokic now, I think fit the best of any Jokic-led championship drive. So yeah, I think they're going to dominate the regular season. I think they'll get the one seed. And I think if they do both those things, then Mike Malone will get the trophy. Give him his chocolates. He's, He's been a good coach. I don't always love him. Don't always agree with his methods or what he does, but I do like that one. Um, look, it's all about, you know, if all a team wins, really right? outperforms. Yeah. I, I, like I said with Atlanta, if they make the jump, which I think they might, maybe Nate McMillan. But the other one out west that I would go, Willie Green at mm. New Orleans. Yep. Good pick. In fact, he would be my number one guy for coach of the year. He's my pick. Yeah, especially if they have like a big leap in wins or even if they, let's be honest, I think they won, what, 36 last year and made the play-in then playoffs. If they improve yeah. by 10 wins, that puts them, caught, say, seventh. There's no way the Pels are probably finishing lower than seventh. So, yeah, I like it. And a lot of the time, I feel like coach of the year is almost for the year before. Same as executive mm. of the year. It's almost. Yeah. And Willie Green, I think, came into that team. I don't think he started the year. Came into that team and they're in like an 0-13 hole or something crazy like that. So, or they might have been like 1-13 and or 2-15 and and he, he dragged them back. So I think he might get credit for doing that and then the jump they hopefully take this year. I can't remember if he came in for Stan Van Gundy or if it was during the... Oh yeah, after so. a 1-12 and start, he led them to a 36-46 record. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Because uh, I was thinking, I was like, no, nah, that was Nate McMillan. Didn't he do that? But then, yeah, it's, there's a lot of uh, moving chairs in basketball. 200 and yeah. 94 of them since Pop uh, came into the league. <laughs> yeah. <There you> go. <laughs> All right, most improved player. Uh, this one, I think, is the shittest award. Only because, like, last year when it went to Jar, I'm like, okay, like, the award winner was a guy who looked like a star and then became like a superstar. Like we kind of, he's, he's just following his natural progression. Like if you had to go on, always a third year player. Exactly. I'm like, they met, it's a lottery pick. Who's like, yeah, got more shots because someone else has gone. So I've kind of actually gone exactly down that route for my pick in going Tyrese Maxey because I think he'll win it. Yeah. I think he's going to get his scoring better. He's Philly's third best player. And on those random nights where Joel or Harden are missing or the nights that Maxie's going off, I think he'll put up like good numbers, but I'd love to see it go to Keldon Johnson. If he like becomes mm. the Spurs best player, ups his scoring to like over 20 points a game and like really looks like 
a number one dude while doing it, or at least like deserving of being their leading scorer. And I think he's someone that probably won't get a lot of the shine, but could improve the most. Yeah, look, my honest answer is probably Halliburton. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. But it's, it's, well, actually, you know, Halliburton would be quite deserving of it, but he had a pretty good end to last year. Um, Did. You know, I almost think like if a player has a good end to their second year, that should almost rule them out. Like Jar, yeah. like Jar had a good second year, so that's you know a bit of a tricky one. But it's just like, ah, oh, sorry, you should have done it earlier. Should have done it earlier, mate. You don't get any credit. You're already this player. At the end of the year, we expect you to be here, unless you take a huge leap. So if Halliburton goes on to average twenty and twelve, go for it. Give him the. I reckon the, he could the thing, but I'd love to see it go to a Amp Simons. Would love to see him get it. Oh yep. I reckon another ant stand, might stand pretty good chance of winning it as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think Keldon Johnson is the other bloke I'd love to see win it, um, honestly. RJ Barrett would be nice, but I, I would love... Keldon Johnson's the man I'm I'm like, come We're on, rooting for. please. Other than, M, other than MPJ, obviously. Tonight, there's a lot of love being shown for the Washington Wizards and Keldon Johnson. It's exactly what sports yes. fans predicted. Uh, you got a rookie mm. of the year pick? <laughs> Oh, and tell you what, this is, I have paid very little attention to rookies coming in to the league the last few years. If I had to pick, I would either pick, I like Keegan Murray. I think he's mm. going to be an important part, same sort of the Scotty Barnes mold, important part of a decent team where you're sort of picking them to actually maybe even push for the playoffs. So Keegan Murray, but I think, um, the fella out of Houston, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, yeah. I always call him Jalen, but it's Jabari Smith. I think he's going to just play enough, have free reign, and and absolutely piss it in. I think he's a great defender. He plays lots of positions, shoots the three pretty well. He's going to be in the dunker spot a lot. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to get a lot of... They'll be quite a watchable team with Jalen Green this year, um, take, hopefully taking a leap, and I think... Um, Jabari Smith would be my pick. I think he, I do wonder if he'll like shoot enough. Like it wouldn't shock me if he averaged seven rebounds a made three, a block and call it like 12 and a half points. I don't know if he can push it up yeah. to like, you know, 17 or 18. It'll put him like right at the top tier. Cause I reckon Paolo Bancaro will probably be around that mark scoring wise for Orlando. Whereas like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. are going to take a lot of shots in Houston. But from a talent perspective, I can see it come to fruition because Jalen Smith's pretty good. I think Jabari Smith might just I think have I a, just like called him Jalen. Mobley. Yeah. Jabari will have an Evan Mobley esque season. Okay. You know? That's kind of what I'm expecting from him. Um different type of defender, but still a good defender, you know? Yep. Well, uh yep. I'm not picking Paolo Banquero, even though I was just giving him his flowers. I'm uh, going for a different dude. I think that this year's Rookie of the Year will be Benedict Matherin from uh, the Indiana mm. Pacers. So, team shit. Buddy Heald's chewing a few minutes up, but surely he gets flicked. I reckon that this Matherin kid will be able to have as many shots as he wants. He'll be getting a lot of open looks from uh, Tyrese Halliburton, challenging for the assist crown as well. So, Mm-hmm. I'm picking Matherin. Maybe that's because I took him in our fantasy draft 
Maybe I'm mm. just a little higher on him than most. But uh, yeah, he's going to be my pick. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Don't know enough about him, but there's opportunity in Indiana. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah, this is true. All would right. that be the... contingent? Would that be, is he a big or a small? He's the starting two, so he's a small. I think he's relatively, well, oh, not sure, but. Would he start over Duarte? Is he going to start it small? I think so. Forward? I mean, I, okay, I sure, think that he sure. will be by the time that the year's out. Like he may okay. be, I don't know how the rotation will work. He's six six for what it's worth. So, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Play with two, play with a three. Um, the big Kahuna, MVP. Obviously, Jokic has won back to back. I would love to see if the Nuggets go on a one seed, tear him win it again, which he might. Uh, I have bet some financial capital on Kawhi Leonard doing it, just because I think that his odds were the most appealing. But I don't know if he's going to play enough games. Hence the reason yeah, a lot of people steer so. away from him in fantasy and in betting. So I think this is Luka Doncic's year. I think we stay European. We, we have another international bloke win it. But I think after coming off Eurobasket, we always say that his first like third of the season lets him down. And then he plays himself into gear around all-star time and then hits his straps in the playoffs. But I wouldn't be shocked if we saw some big Luka numbers early because he's played a lot more in the off-season. He's in good shape, doesn't have to be in fantastic shape. And I think fitness is a bit overrated somewhat. You know, it took Jokic a couple of years to round into shape. And there was a lot of talk about Joel Embiid's diet once upon a time. But these pro mm. guys always figure it out. So, yep, I reckon this is it. This is the Luka Doncic year. Yeah, yep. Uh, look, you can't, it's, it's not a bad pick. I saw a picture of him the other day, though. He looked a little chubby. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be yeah. honest. He always does look a little chubby, but he he just had a little he had a little bit of what I've got going on right now. He did have a little double chin. And maybe that's his face. But I feel like if you're playing thirty minutes of basketball a day, I just can't see how you would maintain that, if I'm being honest. So A lot of peach iced tea they reckon. <laughs> I reckon he, oh, I do love a good pit. Um I reckon he'll start slow enough again. Ooh, again. And I also <laughs> think that um, I think the Mavs won't have a good enough record. Mm. That's my thing. Well, like you said, yeah, when we're I, talking about, I can't remember what award it was, but like you want to have a top three seed to be right up there or at least win enough games so that you're not an afterthought. Yeah, so I, I would worry about the Mavs. I think Mark Cuban and whoever their GM have hurt Lucas' chances this year. I'm going to pick another international player, Ooh. not named Jokic, not named Giannis. Oh, don't. It's the, it's the not sexy pick, but I think Joel Embiid might have yeah. the MVP this year. You know, he's sort of, he's kind of due. I think the he Sixers is. will have a good year. Um, I would love to see James Harden steal it off him. I think that would be so funny. Um, other, other picks, I do think if Jokic secures the number one spot, seed he mm. could win it i think Giannis is also very likely to get the number one seed let's get him back in you know three and five years that's some that goat cool. level stuff um and the other sneaky and i hate to say it and it's all pending on record i think devin booker could be a real shot i think he might average 26 points per game five rebounds 
six or seven assists. That's an MVP caliber year, um, no matter how shit of a bloke you are. So Devin Booker, if I ha- if I had some money and a betting account, I might put a sneaky 50 on him. Oh, a sneaky 50. Clean oh, it up. Well, you gotta, if, you, if you're putting a bet on, you got to win a fair bit of money back. So. True. He was uh, fourth in the voting last year outside the mm. big three of Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. So yep. yeah, I don't hate it. I think it's probably not like a Steph Curry year. It's probably not a LeBron year. It's probably not a Jar Morant year yet. Um, and, you know. Charles Zion. A Zion, yeah, it could be, as uh, previously alluded to. Could be a mm. Kevin Durant surge. Anyone see that happen? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Nah. Uh, do you want to give the little nugs preview first, or should I go with the Cavs? Maybe go with the Cavs. I feel okay. like I've spoken too much. So uh, these won't be long, but we've kind of mapped this out. So I've had a look at the roster. I've had a look at the blokes we have to go against. I've had a look at when All-Star break, all this shit. I think the Cavs are going to finish at least 10 games above 500. This is obviously not considering any huge injury issues. So I think that they'll be able to win your 46 plus games. I don't know if that will keep them out of playing game contention because we've talked about Toronto, Atlanta, um, some of those other pesky teams that might push them into the seventh spot. But I think they yep. make the playoffs, which is going to be big. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they won around, but I can't see them making like the East finals. And if you tell me now you're going to finish sixth, so you secure a playoff spot and then you play Boston in round one and the three, six, and you lose in six. I'm like, you know what? We've got to, got to pay our dues first. We are still a young team. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I kind of almost don't want to see them go like, to the East finals and like overachieve, you know what I mean? I kind of want them to like ride their bumps. I know Donovan Mitchell's had a bit of playoff success before, but maybe they win a round. Maybe they upset someone. Maybe they capture a top four seed and having home court helps them pip someone, but I can't see them winning two rounds and getting to the East finals and I'll take it. I reckon they could have three all-stars as well this year and take, take your pick. You can have Darius, Donovan, Jared Allen, or Evan Mobley or any combination of the three. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, I think that's a pretty good shout on the All Stars. I think you I think you're spot on, Brizzy. I think uh, maybe win one round, maybe. Yeah, which would be that would in in fact in terms of you know the script of where they are at in their build, that's perfect. You don't want to you don't want to peak too early. So I think yeah, that's great. Den, Denver Nuggets, on the other hand, I think we've paid our dues. Mm-hmm. I think I'm confident. You know, people come back from ACLs. That's a th- it's it's a thing now. It's not it's not this isn't a, a career-ending thing. Sentence. Yep. No. And in fact, Derek Rose has had a pretty good career post ACL. It's he hasn't been peak De- Derek Rose, but he kind of did all right. Um so I think Jamal Murray's gonna come back and be fine. He'll play about sixty games. I think MPJ <sighs> I feel like a back surgery feels like a what ACL used to be. So I think yeah. that's scary. But at the same time, like you just got to, he's going to go out there and play. He's one of the, the best pure scorers in the NBA. Um, so if that comes together, plus Bruce Brown, KCP, the best defensive team in the, of the Jokic era. Um, and 
Tell you what, Ish Smith's playing really well off the bench with Bones Highland. I never thought Ish Smith would even be considered for the rotation, but he's looking really good. I think Journeyman. the Nuggets have the depth. They've got the depth. You know, they've got Zeke Naji, they've got Davon Reed, they've got DeAndre Jordan and Vlatko Chancha, who's not a great player, but he's still a serviceable NBA player. He'd play for half the teams in the league um, on an extended roster. Yeah. I think they've got the depth plus the the top-end talent to really go at a number one seed and potentially West Finals, NBA Finals, and beyond. So I'm feeling good about them. It's all, And it's with ev- any team, you could say this. It's all health-dependent. If Giannis goes course, down right. with a knee, yeah, yeah. we change our opinion of of Milwaukee. So I, I feel really good about Denver. Um, and I think it's coming together. I think we saw it in that last preseason game against the Warriors. So get excited, put some money on them. Um, the team, the the podcast favorite team is going to have a good year. Both of them, so will, I, both of them will. Yeah, I agree. It'll be a good, good fun year. I, uh, it's been a while since we've both had a good fun year <laughs> with our teams. Yeah, it's, it's either know. been, you know, like one's up here and one's down there. Like I think you were drafting Jokic when the Cavs were competing for chips and then yeah, LeBron left town and very quickly the scales shifted. Um, and then you had a good year, and then but the Nuggets were like, "Oh, we've got both our stars." Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Optimism aplenty on the Sportsby Pod. Um, mm. I was going to say, I did say that before that I uh, had a little wager on uh, some NBA champions. Mm. Put money on the Sixers, just because I, like I said, I've made my case for them. I think that this is their chance, and if if they don't win it this year, they don't really have any more excuses. Fourteen bucks to one. Agree. So you know, bit of yep. bang for your buck there. But then I went and uh, splashed on the Denver Nuggets as well. Twenty-one to one. I'm like, if they get to the West Finals, you'll be able to probably cash half of that out. But I'll just probably ride it through anyway. Yeah. No, man. Um, uh, it's exciting. This is the best time of year, man. I was like, you have your fantasy NBA draft, the fucking the start, the summer's starting for us. Yeah. The NBA is literally like hours away from starting. It's like 12 hours away, not even. It's going to be, I can't wait for tomorrow morning. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. I took, uh, I've taken Thursday off work. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm oh, not available. Boy. Sorry. Just so I can sit there and just watch the first Cavs game of the year. And I'll be honest. I'll probably spend all day just rewatching games and just seeing what happened. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Watch your all your all uh, your fancy players play. Mm. Man, what what a time! What a time! Good time, a time of year. Inflation's high, but my Denver <laughs> Nuggets title hopes are high too. So let's go Stock for the let's Nuggets. Go the Nuggets. Is higher. <laughs> yeah, let's go the Wizards. Let's go Trey Young. Let's go Colin Sexton. Let's go Kelvin Johnson. Yeah, come on, Keldon. Let's bloody go, you good but thing. Most importantly, fuck Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not forget the mantra of this <laughs> podcast. Fuck Devin Booker and fuck the Philly fans. Hey, I'm going to be stuck in a uh, between a rock and a hard place having him on my fantasy team this year. I can guarantee you I'll be watching him and he'll be annoying the shit out of me. But I'm like, the bloke's got... Mm. 27 and it's not three quarter time i can't be too mad yeah yeah no and you know what that's the that's good for turning a hated player into a not hated player having him on your fantasy team so well you followed the script there for us i'll I'll draft him next year and then we'll love him laughing westbrook i was i didn't hate but i was just never a huge fan and then i had him the year he had his monster triple double season 
And I was just like, how could anyone dislike this bloke? He's a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> he is a legend. Plenty of uh, positive vibes going around this podcast this evening. So let's continue that momentum as we roll into a coveted Mount Rushmore. Oh, we've done 20 of them so far. Oh, that's, that's good. That's nice. Good by the voice. Uh, unfortunately, I was able to chalk up another, unfortunately for you, I was able to chalk up another win last week. Uh, it was somewhat close. I think I got about 60, 65% of the votes. So 12 to 8 is the all-time ledger now. Uh, and this week, we're drafting players that we believe can make their first all-star team this year. So blokes who previously have zero career all-star games under their belt, and they're ready to uh, ascend into stardom. Here we go. Kick okay. us off. Shall I just kick us off? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this this bloke's the uh, the obvious one, probably probably deserving of the number one pick, and probably would be most people's number one pick. He's playing on a revamped team. He's he's honestly an unbelievable player, and he could have yeah. he would have maybe got close last year. I'm picking Ant Edwards straight out of Minnesota. Um, I think he's going to potentially be a twenty five five and five guy this year. Very possible. Um, he's great three point shooter, underrated defender and he's he's honestly like a walking highlight machine so give me Ann Edwards uh, to start us off and make that graphic sexy he ticks all the boxes it's not going to be hard for me to find a photo of Ann Edwards where he looks elite so yep good pick the pick I think had to go him uh I got a bit of a bit of a field here of a couple of characters. Now, I know I'm going to get okay. two of them because worst case scenario, you'll pinch one with your next pick. So I'm just mm-hmm. just trying to rank the three, but I think that after me talking about how high I am on the Nuggets, I'm going to go Jamal Murray because I think he, he might miss a couple of games here and there uh, early in the piece, which may cost him in an all-star run, if that makes sense. But he's... Arguably the most talented bloke out of the ones we've got to draft, probably with the exception of Ann Edwards. Like he paid his dues previously. He's entering what, let's call it like year seven. That sound about right? Maybe eight ish. Ish. Yeah. So, ish. you know, he's a, you could say he's like a heady veteran almost. So I think he's going to mm. put up good numbers, going to shoot good clips. He will probably have a game or two where he pops off and Jokic has 16 assists. So, yeah, I'm going Jamal. I don't mind that. Um, I was hoping he might just fall till later. Um, the one thing about Jamal is, He's going to have probably a slow start. Mm. Um, he's coming back. The big thing, his body's fine, well, except his soft tissue injury, uh, his hammy. But um, Not ideal. His body is fine. It, mm. I think it's more his mental and getting back into the flow and the pace of the NBA. So if he's going to do it, the Nuggets need to probably be close to the one seed, um, which is very possible. I think we both have sort of talked about that being a possibility, but also... He needs to not have too slow of a start, um, mm. but I do, I do really like that pick. So good pick. That's what I'm kind of banking on: um, is the Nuggets bursting out of the gates and reeling off, you know, a twenty-five and seven record, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like, what are the Denver Nuggets doing? Yeah. All right, you're up. I, I do like that one. All right, I'm going to go. Um, probably another obvious one. I think he's probably right up there in most improved player voting. He's going to get an unabated run at the point guard. He's going to lead the team in minutes. He's going to potentially lead the NBA in assists. And if come all-star time, Tyrese Halliburton 
is leading the league in assists. He's a shoe in for the all-star game. You can't not put that guy in. And he's, he's an efficient shooter. He's a likable guy. He's got a funky jump shot, but I think you just got to have a, it'd be nice to have a pacer in there. Been a while. Yeah. You know, probably has been a while. When do you reckon the last pacer pacer all-star? Let me have a, let me have a dig. Paul George. Paul George. Maybe a Victor Oladipo after that. Maybe, but did he maybe, did Victor even make an all-star team? It was Sabonis. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, actually, Uh, now that you say that, Sabonis technically made it last year, then was traded after that, I think. So he was like a Pacers all-star. But then the year before that, they also had Sabonis. The year before that was Oladipo. Before that, Oladipo made it again. And then four years before that, there was Paul George. And then one year they had Paul George and Roy Hibbert. So they've actually had like a streak of all-stars. Not bad. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, and now Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the next yeah, on that keep it alive. list. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's a good yeah. pick. He was one of the blokes that I was tossing up taking in this trio. So I'll now take the third one in Cade Cunningham. I think he well done. is going to have the highlight factor. He's going to have the statistical factor. Similar with Tyrese, he might not have a shitload of wins, but, you know, all he needs is for an injury to break right in the East. Like LaMelo Ball. Like I've said, if he's not playing or shut down or something, or there's, you know, someone. There's a lot of good East guards, though, I did have a look. Like, you think about Donnie and Darius, uh, Trey and DeJounte, some of the other dudes I've already mentioned, Tyrese Halliburton. Mellow. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be tight. But, yeah, I'm going, putting my faith in Cade Cunningham. I don't mind that. Uh, I'm going to go out West. I'm going to go a band we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. Six man of the year pick. I think Jordan Poole will be the second best warrior this Ooh. year. Yeah, I like it. I think, I think, and look, fucking uh, Andrew Wiggins made it on the back of Warriors Nation voting him in. Yeah. I could see Andrew Wiggins Clay making it. <laughs> I know. Oh, he wouldn't have made it otherwise. So I could yeah, see true. Clay getting in on the vote, but I could also see Warriors Nation voting Jordan Poole in, particularly if he's averaging. 18, five and five or something, you know, which is within the realm of possibility. I'll take Jordan Poole um, because I think he's going to be the second best warrior. So, yep. I like it. Cheers. That's a good pick on my list, but deep down amongst me honorable mentions. So hmm. I'm going to stay in the same conference. I'm going to stay in the same position, but I'm going for a different team, believe it or not. I'm not drafting another warrior. I'm not picking a Jonathan Kamiga breakout year. Uh, this is more a hedge on if Zion's healthy or not, because I think the Pelicans are going to be really good. No. So if they are really good, I think that we will, might see CJ McCollum get his first All-Star appearance. Brandon Ingram's made a team once upon a time. Has CJ never been an All-Star? CJ has never been an All-Star. Oh, I did so not I th- know that. I would have said he was a three-time All-Star. Yeah, well, and he deserves to be, right? But oh all those years God. where he was just pl- a running mate with, uh, what's his name? Dame. Never never pipped it. So I'm banking on wow. him finally, finally breaking through. Oh, man. I would have lost a lot of money on that. Jesus. Okay. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a great pick. I mean, that's got it won. I didn't realize he hadn't 
Yeah, I don't know. There's still still two to go, and I think I know who I'm taking last. So you might be able to uh, pull a rabbit yeah. out of the hat, as I say. Man, there's a lot of great players. Um, okay, this is tricky. This is tricky. I kind of feel like I need someone for the graphic. <laughs> yeah, nice. And oh man. I'm throwing up between, I mean, I don't think Tyrese Maxey's got the legs to get there. I don't think he'll get Probably it not. over the other two. On my list, but so. honorable mentions. It becomes one of those tricky see... ones, right? Do you bank on like a player who you think's going to be elite and right in the mix? Or do you just go for like a team you know is going to have a lot of wins and you try and pluck one of those blokes? It's a, it's a tricky yeah. field. So another sort of on the wins, Michael Porter Jr. might average 20 points per game this year. I could also really on my list. Happening. I don't think Shea Gilgis-Alexander will play enough. Mm. I had SGA oh, man, and really... Josh Giddy. I was looking at them, but I was like, I don't think yeah. either of them make it, but I wouldn't be shocked if one of them did. Especially Giddy. I think he's going to have a fucking massive year. You've scared me off on the East guards. I did want to mm. go Jalen Brunson, but I just don't think any Nick's going to make it. No, I kind of agree. So I'm going to take a risk. And they're all risks, let's be honest. First all, first time All-Stars. Yeah, true. And I, I'm now worried there's someone I've totally not thought about and you've fucking <laughs> sneaking me in with the CJ McCollum stuff. I'm going to go Jalen Green. I think he could average Ooh, 22, love 23 that. points a game. Um, yep. Very visible player. Maybe the Rockets make a little jump this year um, behind good play from Shingun. They've got Jabari. They've got Kevin Porter Jr. They've got some other good players. They get Jay Sean Tate back or something. I'm oh, picking Jalen Green to have a pretty good run, sort of unabated. Um, you know, Ev Mobley is another guy I've definitely thought about. I don't it's a crowded Cavs team all of a sudden. So I'd worry about that one. So I'm going to go with Jalen Green uh, over Jalen Brunson. Yep. I had uh, Evan Mobley sixth on my list, but as it turns out, I'm going to get, oh no, sorry, seventh. Uh, and the bloke I'm going to draft is just ahead of him. But I do agree with the take that Cleveland, like I've said before, they will have three all-stars pick them. I think Mobley might be the last one picked. You know, he's got to like pay his yeah. dues. They'll probably have like a Darius Donovan combo, if anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Desmond Bain is someone that I had yeah. a little look at. Honorable mention. Uh, Scotty Barnes in the same boat. All the other blokes you mentioned already I had on my list. And the only one that you did not mention who will be my last pick is DeAndre Ayton, who I think can just up his like stats especially with Chris Paul getting a little bit older and shittier. And then all of a sudden he's close to 2010. They're probably going to have Cat, Rudy Gobert, Jokic. I'm trying to think of other big dominant bigs in the West, but those three anyway. So it's unlikely, unlikely that a fourth center makes that roster. But, mm. you know, if one of them's hurt or one of them does the, I can't play and he becomes an injury replacement, it, it may come to fruition. Yep. I don't mind that one. It's a it's a solid pick. RJ Barrett, another guy, is, could mm. could take another step this year. And if the if the Knicks are 
better than we kind of expect. Maybe, maybe you could sneak in there. But um, yeah, I think we've covered it pretty well, honestly. There's uh, yeah, comprehensive for my list that I sort of have missed out. Maybe the only other one like we talked about, Keldon Johnson, could have a run. Oh Amp yeah, Simons, Amp Simons maybe goes for a for a jump. Could a rookie? Could a rookie make it? Could Paolo make it? Mm, maybe not. Probably not. I reckon Chet was probably the only rookie who could have made it. Unicornish factor. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So there you go. I'll go yeah, with well, that. Well, like we talked about way back an hour or so ago, you've got like Kawhi, Dame, Zion, Jamal Murray, Ben Simmons all coming back into the fold this year. Mm. And there was a couple of injury outs as well, like Durant missed last year. I feel like Harden missed as well. So I don't think we'll get many first-timers at all. I think we had like four mm. or five last year, but you never know. There's probably one or two that'll bob up. I reckon Ann Edwards is probably the, the easiest pick and Halliburton probably second. So uh, good to get them one and two on the board. Yeah, it was good. I, I was hoping Murray would slip, but um, oh man, the CJ McCollum one is, is uh, it's sneaky good. It's sneaky yeah. good. Well done on that. Well yeah. done. I made sure that I didn't draft him last because it's very... Uh, <laughs> off-brand for me to oh, nail my off. final pick of the draft. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, well done. So who who was your second one? So I went Jamal, Cade, CJ, and DeAndre Cade. Ayton against okay. Ann Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jordan Poole, and Jalen Green. A lot of exciting characters on that yeah. list. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yep. I feel like a few more of yours have maybe paid their dues. Mm. Obviously, CJ, I can add. So. Yep. Shout well out done. CJ McCollum. It's, it's, it's a good list. I think uh, I'd probably vote for your one. <laughs> <laughs> Although it depends, like, because I've got the guy in Ant Edwards. But beyond that, I feel like yours is definitely better. And I think I got in my own head, I was like, right, I'm going to take Jamal first, just like, because I think he, along with CJ, has paid his dues. But I'm like, oh, the slow start. I'm like, no, I'm taking Halliburton. Was listed second on my board. Nah, <laughs> Jamal, here he comes. Here so go. you genuinely, well I reckon, might have the two blokes who will be like the top two contenders. But hey, starting tomorrow, all this we'll hyperbole and bullshit that we've been spewing into the uh, mics for months will be basketball. We'll get to actually have some answers. Exciting times, mate. I can't, I can't wait. It's, it sucks that the opening day is always only two games and they're, you know, they're good teams, but you kind of like, so I want to watch. Like, I, want, nah. I want to watch my team and I want to watch like some of the more interesting storylines. Like we kind of know the Sixers are going to be good. We know Boston's going to be good. We know the Warriors are going to be good. Fuck knows about the Lakers, but yeah, you kind of know what you're getting from LeBron. And yeah, I, I wish they would, they would make it like a, they should make it like a fucking a four game slate. You know, Best, nah, make it a it. festival. Just go like, here's six games, seven games straight off the bat of like the best 12 teams in the league all playing each other. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Like, or at least they should go, you can watch a 7.30, you can watch a nine and you can watch a 10.30 game. Yeah. You know, like, anyway. Anyway, I'm not a finals rematch, about... you know. Yeah, there's lots of other ways it could be improved, but yeah. Hey, we're uh this this is gonna be close to longest sports be pod ever, I reckon. Right up there anyway. Mate. 
Well, there's a good reason it's the start yeah. of the NBA season. We start are of... hype. We're back. We're back. This, I think you're probably best known for your fantasy football, uh, AFL. I think uh, where the big, in terms of sports, basketball is our t- sport. Let's yeah, be it's honest. our domain. Definitely yeah, mine. Definitely mine. Yep. Hey, you judge off the last couple of years, fantasy footy is not my domain. So. <laughs> no. Not uh, at all. You got better last year, didn't you? Yeah, I, that's slightly, I got better slightly. last year. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to worry about fantasy footy. Because <laughs> I'm going to be focusing on basketball. Um, next time we yarn, we'll have to think of something else other than off-season storylines and award predictions. But we'll actually have basketball to chew through. So that'll probably be a bit easier. Oh, yeah. Really looking forward to it, mate. As always, appreciated. Thanks for sitting down, JLo. Uh, we'll do it next week. Peace, man.